0: Welcome to the Thomas Industry Update Podcast, actionable information for industry leaders. I'm Tony Uphoff. As industrial business leaders start increasingly recognizing the value of data-driven decision-making, they often face the major challenge of breaking down information silos, In fact, a recent McKinsey report notes that businesses end up spending more than 35% of their time looking for information rather than actively using that information for effective data-driven decision-making. So how can businesses address these information silos and optimize time spent working with operational data? Our guest today has the answer today's episode, I'm joined by Keith Higgins, who is the VP of Digital Transformation at Rockwell Automation. As an IoT expert, Keith will explain the concept of the digital thread, which is a pivotal element in creating universal access to relevant data, optimizing production processes, and effectively communicating where products are in the industrial lifecycle. We'll also discuss how to get the right insights based on the right data delivered to the right people at the right time in order for industrial leaders to make decisions that will drive their businesses forward. Hey Keith, first off, thanks for joining us. As I mentioned to you just before we went on air here, your title of VP of Digital Transformation at Rockwell Automation you're involved in an area that's very near and dear to our heart as a company that has gone through a massive digital transformation, 122-year-old company at Thomas. But the timing of much of the work that you're doing is so relevant today. So I'd like to start off with a question of what's a day in the life like? Is there sort of a, a commonality to a lot of the, the days that you have in that's kind of a role? Sure, it, it's
1: a great question, and 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 there is, you know, I think that right now what we're seeing is so many of our customers in different stages of their digital journey, they're all asking the same questions. I, I realize that digital transformation is an important competitive imperative. How would you break that down for me and my industry and my state of data, my state of readiness for uh, this type of activity, and you know, where do I get started? Things along those lines. So the questions are. Pretty similar, and they tend to be consistent based on where a lot of the customers are in their own digital journey.
0: And do you find that you need to do some framing with customers about the, literally the definition, what is meant by digital transformation, and what all does it encompass? Or do you find most of the time they're past that point and now they're into the how?
1: So, so I would say that you know it's uh, it's a great question. There's quite a bit of customers who are focused on how do I think about these high value use cases and, you know, how do I organize our company to take advantage of those? And so that's the why do it. And then for our more mature customers, they're very focused on why Rockwell? What are you bringing to the party? You know, why should I evolve our, our digital journey with, with Rockwell?
0: Perhaps a bit of an odd question in context here, Keith, but do you find that customers approach this, is it more Fear, as in, boy, I better get my digital act together and start this transformation journey or accelerate it. Or greed, as in, this will allow me to have access to data and tools and information and, and perhaps even new business models.
1: It's definitely a fair question. I think that it's a balance. You know, I think that the early movers of digital transformation have shown separation in business performance. So now people are realizing, hey, I better get going because my competitors are. So it's more of a competitive imperative now than than maybe a fear or an opportunity. It's, it's, It's becoming much more mainstream today.
0: One of the things that we can see in in, in the industrial and manufacturing markets, and, and some of this is just our data that we are able to watch on the industry, but also engaging with some 10,000 customers of ours, is as they start down this path, a lot of companies are awash in data today, in many cases, more data than they anticipated that they would have. But they're struggling a little bit to coalesce it into a a decision making framework partly because they're realizing a lot of that data is in let's call it separate silos you know i know you've seen the recent mckinsey report that businesses end up spending more than 35% of their time looking for information rather than using it any sense of perspective or or advice for companies that are kind of stuck let's say at that stage
1: well, I think you know, we see a lot of consistency in where those data lakes are. One of the bigger ones is in the product and machine design. You know, another one is in production engineering. The third one really is around the operation of the, the lines and plants. And the other big one now that's getting a lot of attention is the supply chain. Sure. So the good news is I think there's convergence on, you know, what are the three or four big areas of data that need to be tied together to give us the best insights from a transformation perspective. And that's largely what things like the digital thread addresses.
0: Sure. And then what are you hearing from customers around the democratization of the data? Meaning the silos, one thing, right? But then also who do we provide and how do we provide access to the data for decision making?
1: I think that's exactly where, where the market is today, which is how do I get the right data combined and then provide the right insights to the right people at the right time, even with the right tools. You know, one thing we've seen in this pandemic is the advantages of things like augmented reality and the ability to do, you know, distance learning of some of these uh, industrial techniques, for example.
0: You know, across our listener base, Keith, we've got literally ranging from small to medium businesses all the way through to Fortune 100 companies. If we lean a little closer to perhaps that small to medium sized company, What advice would you give to business leaders who probably embarked at some level on this digital transformation journey? They're collecting and and analyzing data. Maybe they've got an ERP system and that kind of stuff. But what advice would you give them to start to set up a way of getting started and starting to operationalize that data? Are there a series of kind of early steps that you would recommend?
1: You know, I think for most, just visualizing the data is a great first step. I remember when we got our first Nest thermostat we can finally see wow there's a whole bunch of stuff here right that i can do better yeah and many customers have invested in a historian many of them have time series data for their operations that's been there for some time and in most cases simply taking that and starting to look at that data in the context of some some use cases is a good place to start and most vendors including rockwell offer some very good tools like value workshops and you know ways to do what I call exploratory data appraisal, which is let's look at your data together. Let's figure out you know, where there might be some high value use cases that we can extract from
0: it. And do you find that with a lot of the customers, there may be gold in some of the data and it's sort of being able to spot the pattern? Absolutely. One of the things that we've seen with customers on this kind of data transformation journey is they believe they've been pretty data centric and they've used data to make decisions. But if I was to be accurate about it, they've used trailing indicator data through survey instruments and other access and now they're getting access to real-time data. And we've seen some customers that struggle a little bit to understand you know, how to analyze real-time data, which can be overwhelming at times because it is in real-time and it's moving and shifting. And what you saw yesterday may be different than what you saw today. Any perspective on how customers may want to start to adapt to that a little bit?
1: Well, I I think the two dimensions that you just mentioned are great examples of how to get started, which is how do I compare what's happening right now with what's happened historically and look for anomalies, look for patterns, look for, you know, things that are are different and to use that to generate insights that can help improve operations very quickly.
0: One of the phrases that's used a lot about digital transformation is that at some point digital transformation should enable business model transformation. Do you have any examples of companies that you've worked at, worked with, pardon me, that have seen that, that, you know, it's opened up either new lines of business or perhaps a new model that might emerge based on being able to have access to the data?
1: There's no question. And, you know, one of the best examples probably is in, you know, what we call machine builders, people who make equipment there's lots of shifts there to how do i sell a piece of equipment as a service? How do i sell it based on output performance, contribution to a company's business rather than just sell a, a machine? analytics, performance, the ability to create smart connected machines that can be sold as a service, which you know, we're we're living in a subscription economy, right? So everybody wants to kind of get to that model. And so for our customers that uh, make everything from HVAC systems to, you know, y- y- you name it, right? The the ability to start to sell that either as a service or with a value-added service like uh, predictive maintenance uh, is a big new revenue stream.
0: Yeah, I, I, you are spot on. And, and it's something we've been tracking. And I know if you go back as short as five years ago, if I was to use that as a service related to some manufacturing markets, I'd get a polite snicker. You know, you know, people kind of roll their eyes and boy, it is really true today. And I think we're at the first inning of this. I think this is a, a phenomenon, Keith, that's going to really accelerate. You're right in the middle of it too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. It's, it's a way for, you, you know, people that make equipment to really differentiate themselves and to create value-added services and to create new revenue streams.
0: Yeah, we're taping this at a very, very... Uh, unique time. I'm I'm attempting not to use the term unprecedented uh, that I don't think. Uh, In the previous decade, I'd used more than two or three times. I'm using it two or three times an hour these days. But This is a unique time in the global uh, marketplaces, but it's also a unique time in the manufacturing marketplace as what started off as kind of a buzz term, this industry 4.0 is really accelerating. And it is this convergence, if you will, of of remarkable digital technology and the power of it um, with traditional industrial and manufacturing processes. Give us your sense, and you, you've had an entrepreneurial expertise, and you've got a deep understanding of Industry 4.0. What do you think some of the big trends are that are going to accelerate based on on this convergence, if you will?
1: Well, I think if you know if you look at the use cases that are emerging as consistent across automotive and CPG and life sciences, you know a lot of it has to do with real time visibility into operations a lot of it has to do with supply chain and the optimization of that and a lot of it has to do with how do i maximize you know get the most out of my really expensive really expensive assets And if I were to add a, you know, another theme to that, it would be how do I really take advantage of the opportunity to augment my workforce with some new technologies that enables really fast reskilling and the ability to do some different things. So, so those types of, you know, real time visibility, supply chain, augmented workforce asset maximization, right? Those are probably some of the bigger themes that are very consistent across industry that we're seeing today.
0: Keith, you find that as you engage with customers in and around this, is this opening up a new skills gap, being able to interpret spot patterns, leverage data? Are you finding in some of your customers, there's now a missing seat around the table that they need to fill?
1: I think what we're seeing right now is the understanding of the importance of competency around IT-OT integration and how these systems work together. Because a lot of the things that you're using now to generate analytics, to generate business intelligence, to generate augmented reality, these systems need to have a very good contextual understanding of what's happening in the OT environment. And that's where there's a lot of innovation happening right now on the vendor side, at least, in terms of how to bring those worlds together, because that really is the epicenter of the success of a lot of these use cases.
0: Just in terms of practical tips, what's maybe one of the bigger mistakes that you've seen industrial business leaders make in the context of digitization and keeping their business ahead of these industry shifts?
1: Yeah, you know, I always hesitate to to point out mistakes. That's just my, uh,
0: <laughs> my, my nature. Uh,
1: w- what I would say is that, you know, what we've heard from a lot of our customers is two things. One, you know, I wish I would have gotten started a little bit sooner in terms of trying to generate insights from data. I'll, I'll leave it as macro as that. And then the second thing that, you know, we've heard a lot of is that they're looking for value workshops. They're looking for ways to identify these high value use cases based on their data as, as step one. So back to your point about getting started, right? So so the, the two lessons are, wish I would have maybe started sooner to try to generate some insights for my data. And number two, I wish I had a better understanding of the statement of work, the value workshop that I would like to take with my company, with the right partner to try to identify the highest value use cases.
0: Really, really smart. Hey, I've got one more kind of, I don't want to call it future because it's upon us, but one more question about IIOT, right? The Industrial Internet of Things. And clearly now, similar to the earlier question regarding Industry 4.0, we're at a very unique time. We're on the precipice of the the commercial use of 5G. There's a lot of things that are lining up that um, I think many of us realize are going to accelerate a level of innovation. What's your take on IIoT and any any advice or perspective uh, of helping our listeners understand how to wrap their heads around it?
1: I think it's a great question. You know, the industrial Internet of Things to me really is what's happening at the edge now, right? What's happening for OT meets IT And, uh, you know, this may be one of your your questions for later, but, you know, one of my favorite sayings is, edge
0: is the new cloud. There's a headline. I love that.
1: And I don't mean that as not cloud-centric because, you know, we work closely with Microsoft. Cloud's a very important part of digital transformation. But the cloud's kind of been, you know, figured out by a few big players. There's two or three big gorillas, if you will, in that space. That has not happened at the edge. And so as you look at all the reasons for edge computing, lower latency, less security infrastructure, you look at the fidelity of the data you can do in terms of real-time processing, right? There's a lot of work to be done now at the edge, closer to the data source for a variety of cost, security, latency, et cetera, reasons, right? So now the wild west is who will be the big winners at the edge. And that's really where Rockwell is focused in complete, by the way, complement and in partnership with, with the cloud. So I want to make sure that statement's not taken as, you know, uh, versus the cloud. It's Ed and cloud, but, but Ed is absolutely the the new cloud in terms of where everything new is happening, in my opinion.
0: Well, and, and to your point, so so what I'm hearing you say, Keith, and not to put words in your mouth is... You know, we're probably going to see an era of innovation at the edge, if you will, right? And 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 not to say that's not happening in cloud. We we know that to be true, but I, I I understand that in context. I think it's a really, really good observation, by the way.
1: Well, and I'll give you a perfect example, which is, you know, when you take OT data, you need the context. You know, temperature of a conference room is not enough. You need to know what time of day was it, how many people were in the room. So all of that into a common data model that can be automatically ingested by the IT world, whether it's IoT gateways or platforms or cloud companies, et cetera. That's one of the biggest areas of innovation right now is in intellectual property being developed to really automate OT data with context ingested by IT systems.
0: Really cool. I love that, Keith. Hey, well, let me, let me open up a couple of questions and, and would, would love to get your take on them. First is, what's the best advice you would give to someone who's looking to develop a career in the industrial marketplaces?
1: I would say look for roles that have a responsibility on both sides of the fence with OT and IT. There are a lot of those jobs today, and the most valuable set of human resource that exists in digital transformation, is people that have a good understanding on industrial operations and OT technology and how that today is being interfaced to the IT world. That, that's a great place to think about focusing a career.
0: Hey, Keith, last question for you. If we could put up one sentence on a billboard that best expresses your personal philosophy, what would it say?
1: Well, I, you know, I, I think I'd go back to edges of the new cloud you know, that that, that's the place where OT beats IT, the place where the biggest cloud companies in the world are starting to integrate with the hundred plus year old, you know, operational technology infrastructure. And there's a lot of interesting cross currents to all the different protocols, all the different equipment, all the different environments, uh, all the different skills, as you mentioned earlier. So, again, I just want to make sure that's not, you know, out of context with, you know, how important the cloud infrastructure is and edge to cloud, you know, is our philosophy. But right now, where there's the biggest opportunity for new intellectual property, new innovation is, you know, at the industrial edge as it interfaces with IT
0: To learn more about Keith, Rockwell Automation, and how to harness the power of digital transformation to improve operations and communication at your industrial business, check out the links provided in the show notes of today's podcast. The Thomas Industry Update podcast is hosted by Tony Uphoff and produced by Michaela Tierney. If you'd like to share your feedback about this or any other episode, please email us at podcast at If you enjoyed today's podcast, please take a moment to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts or recommend us to a colleague. Your feedback helps us continue to advocate for industry across the airwaves. Want to get more insights on supply chain, IoT, industrial business, and more? Sign up for our Thomas Industry Update daily newsletter. With more than 300,000 subscribers, your inbox will be in good company. Subscribe now for free at thomasnet.com updates.